Give him praise. Give him praise. Worship his majesty. Somebody in the house shout hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'd like you to say after me say, I have my identity in Christ. He lives in me. And I live in him. Who he is, that's what I am. In him, I have my future. In him, I have my hope. In him, I have my success. In him, I have success and victory. I'm sure tomorrow, every day, in every way, I'm getting better. You believe, lift your hand and shout, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, Glory. Let me see, God bless you. I'd like to one more time. I, this is becoming a custom, but I have to appreciate our choir. The law of righteousness will keep saying it that very soon we'll be getting get invitation from Europe and all over the world. And we'll be going there with our own private jets. Somebody shout amen. amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Now, one of the fundamental issues in Christianity is. Uh, lack of knowledge and that that's why Jesus one of the things that Jesus that made Jesus to to feel pain he said my people are perishing my people are perishing for lack of knowledge praise the Lord or my people perish for lack of knowledge, or my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. Now, as Christians, if we do not know our identity in Christ, if we don't know what we have begotten in Christ, we are bound to go outside our purpose. So my assignment this morning is to save little time to reconfirm that you have hope that your tomorrow is bright that you are going to somewhere and you are getting there we are not people walking in doubt the life of a believer is sure the life of a believer is, is made and delivered. It's not something you just started. It is something that has been concluded. That's why I want to talk briefly on what I call eternal salvation for the believer. Say with me, eternal salvation. Eternal salvation. I'm going to use a very, very popular scripture. 
and that is John 3 16. John 3 16. Though we can quote it often, but I like to read it here. Like to read it. Hallelujah. John 3 16 says, For okay, let me start from 15 so that we can have a better understanding. It said that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have his everlasting life. Which is the same thing as eternal life. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I submit that you speak through the vocal cord, my vocal cord this morning. Give me the utterance that we are defined the people. And let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Like I said, it is very, very, very baffling and disheartening to know that most Christians see walk about trying to work out their salvation. Believing that although Jesus came to do something and that you need to add to what Jesus has done. From our text, there are two things I'd like you to hold to your heart as we go. Now, it said from 15, 15 says that whoever believes in him, whoever Praise the Lord. Who was ever? So the the import is believing in Him. Does not matter whether you are black or white, whether you are tall or short, whether you are rich or poor, whether you are educated or illiterate. Whatever you do does not matter. So what matters in Christianity is who do you believe? Whether you are believing right or wrong. The world is divided into two. Those who are believing right and those who are believing wrong. So whoever believes right, whoever believes right, that is those who believe in him, will not perish. Hello. So the conditionality here is that you believe in him, so you believe right, and so you will not perish. It's not something that is being considered. It's not something that's being on the, on, on the scale. It's not something that's being uh, 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 watched or trying to evaluate or examine. He saying whoever believes in him should know what? Perish. And what does he have? Everlasting life. Eternal life. And then the 50 said now, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whoever, again, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
eternal life is the same thing as everlasting life. The, 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 the verse 16 here has added something new, and that is love. In other words, he said, this eternal life that God has given to us is predicated on the love of God. Not our love for him, but his love for us. And God's love for us does not go down, does not weak, does not go weak, does not reduce. No matter what you do, His love for you is the same thing yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So there is nothing you will do now that can now make Him change His eternal life that He has imparted on you for fulfilling that scripture of believing in Him. Hello. Hello. So it's all about his love. He is the one that called you. You didn't call him. He found you. You are not the one that found him. He found you. He called you and found you by his love. So you cannot lose him. If, any, if, if, there's, if there should be anyone losing any other, he's the one that should lose you. So why are you afraid that you could lose him? You have found, he has found you based on his law. And so you can never, ever lose him. Because in the first place, he found you even when you were yet a sinner. Even when you were yet a sinner, he found you and loved you and imparted eternal life unto you. Is it now that you believe in him? Is it now that you believe in him? We now say that you have done something and therefore he will not throw you away. Someone say, say God forbid. Say, let God be true. Let men be liars. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, I'd like to just do... Go with me to Philip, Philippians 2, 12b. But I'm reading the whole thing. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. B. Walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, anytime you confront a Christian and you try to bring to the table the need to depend on God's grace and that Grace is not about what you do, it's about what he has done. And they take you to this scripture that the Bible says that work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Praise the Lord. So and I like to first of all you walk the word work out. The Bible didn't say work for. Did he say work for? Did he say work for your salvation? Is that what he said? 
He said, work out your own salvation. If you check the, the, the word own is there, meaning that, look, you already have salvation. Hello? You already have salvation. Walk out now. When you give your life to Christ, you come to Christ as you are, as condemned. But when you enter into Christ, the moment you enter into Christ, you enter perfect and pure. When you come to Christ, when you are coming, you are dirty, you are condemned. But the moment you enter into him, you are automatically perfect, 100% perfect as ever. So you start your salvation journey perfect. Let's say this is the standpoint of 100%. And you are coming to Christ there. You come to Christ. At the moment you enter to Christ, you are 100% perfect. So when the Bible says, work out your salvation, the Bible says, work out your salvation, it's saying that you should work on this understanding, the love of God that brought you, and your belief in Christ and his righteousness. So when, when, when the Bible says, work, your work is not talking about the work of a man. It's not, working, it's not talking about the performance of a man. From the beginning in the book of Genesis, God has said man is desperately wicked. Man is, as man, the moment the man fell, it became the seed of corruption. So if there is nothing good that can ever come from a man. So Bible, the Bible cannot be telling you not to walk. What, are you, what will you be walking? You come, you have been made perfect in Christ. As you give your life to Christ. So when working up your own salvation is working in that understanding. Believing in Christ Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Working in righteousness. Confessing the good things that is already in you. That you are a new creation. That you have eternal life. That the future belongs to you. That you are a partaker of his divine nature. Come on, somebody shout Amen. It's not talking about working that you want to now work as to what God has done. Who? Oh, God forbid. What can man do? The Bible says those who depend on men, who depend on their own arm of flesh, put cuts upon themselves. So, your salvation is perfect and eternal. Hello? Did you, did you hear me? If you heard me, you will say. I'm saying that your salvation, your own salvation that you have received as a result of your giving your life to Christ, come rain, come shine. No matter what, you are getting there. No matter what happens on the way, you are getting there. Your name is already written in the book of heaven. And see, people make mistakes, they don't know the difference of name being written in the book of heaven and name being written in the book of life. There are two things. God is not a partial God. God is fair and just. So every human being, every single human being's name is written in the book of life. 
Hello? Everybody's name is written in the book of life. But not everybody's name is written in the book of heaven. So it's a choice. The first one is, has no choice. God made it so. But the second one is a choice. If you don't make the choice, you have no else, nobody else to blame but yourself. If you, if you refuse to believe that Jesus is the Lord, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one that was and is that to come, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. If you believe that He is the one, then you have refused to translate from the book of life to the book of heaven. And when such person die, they die twice. They die in the body, they die in the spirit. Praise the Lord. The day you gave your life to Christ, you translated from the book of life to the book of heaven. So, and that book is there. And it cannot be rubbed off. You are sure of heaven. Somebody say with me, say, I'm sure of heaven. It is not something that we are doubt, we are not doubting it. It's not about the mistake you made yesterday. It's not about what the people say, the human flesh says you have done wrong or whatever. It's not about your flaws or your inadequacies. It's about your believing. What God is going to ask is that you what do you what did you do with my son? Did you believe in him? Whoever whosoever believeth in him shall have eternal life. Now eternal life. Jesus is the personality of salvation. He is the salvation. So when you believe in him, you are in salvation. You have your being in him. You are in him. You share his glory. You share his capacity. You share his wisdom. You share his understanding. You share his eternity. You share his nature. Oh, you share his glory. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who The last thing that came from the lips of Jesus before he gave up the ghost is that it is finished. Why on the cross? He said it is what finished, meaning that the job is done, perfect and complete. Help me preach it on the say it is finished. It is done. It is perfect. It is complete. It is full. What salvation is done is a done deal. A fate accomplished. 
So the salvation Jesus offers is not temporal. It's not a temporal one. It's not under demonstration. It's a final decision and accomplishment. So when he said it is finished, he said, I have, I have completed it. It cannot be uncompleted. It is completed. And that's why the Bible says that we are complete in him. That if you are not complete, it means that he is not him again. For you to lose your salvation means this Jesus is no more Jesus. But if he did, he died and resurrected the third day, and his name was listed above all names, and you are in him and he is in you, then your tomorrow is assured. You are heavenly bound. But we are not in a hurry. Praise the Lord. What did I say? We know we are going to heaven, but we are not in a hurry to go. And in this church, we have a covenant of long life. And the Bible is in the book of in the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 20, 65, verse 20. It says, when the man dies young, he dies a hundred. If somebody dies a hundred, he's a baby. And we don't have a we don't have a baby here. We are all going to die at old, good old age, meaning that it must be above hundred. That's our covenant here. But what, what I'm telling you is that after that hundred, after that hundred, when it comes, be sure you are going to hell. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The other man that was crucified with Jesus on the cross was a thief and arm robber. He was being punished for the evil he did. But when he believed in Jesus, when he said, I know that this one is not like us. This one is being unjustly punished. But we deserve our own punishment. I believe in this man. And Jesus looked at him and said, you believe in me. Whoever believes in the Son of God shall not perish but have everlasting life. Hey! He said, today, you are going to be with me in Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 9. Say, for by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Hallelujah. You see, and some Christians make mistakes. Not just Christians, very big, big names. This is the problem we have in Christendom is lack of understanding of the scripture. That lack, lack not rightly dividing the world. I hear big names saying that we are saved by grace and faith. 
I address that issue in my current book. He said, by grace you are saved through faith. It is a with faith. Because faith does not produce anything. Faith only receives what grace has produced. If I bring a gift to you, you have two choices. It's either you receive or you reject. So if you receive, you have received in gratitude and in appreciation of what has been given to you. Does not mean that you are now a, you are you are not a collaborator in my presentation of the gift, or you join me in, pro, in procuring the gift. You don't even know where the gift came from. Does it mean because you are accepted, you are now part of the giver? You only receive. Praise the Lord. So I don't know how they can. I don't know how where they read their Bible from. You say we are not saved by grace alone. We are saved by grace and faith. Oh. Faith only receives what grace has produced. Faith does not produce anything. If you go to any church, any man of God tells you as if when you in your faith will create what is not in existence alive. The truth to a believer, there is nothing good that has not been given to him. So if you now exercise your faith to receive it, it has been created by grace. Then you pull it from the spiritual to the physical by faith. Praise the Lord. And by faith, say, not of works. Listen to me, pay attention. He said, not of works, lest any man should boast. <laughs> lest any man should boast. Some people go there and they try to boast of their performance. They tell you this, they tell you that, hey, I have not done this, I have not done that. The Bible tells us about two people that went to the temple to pray. One got to the temple and said, look, God, I'm your child. I use the word child. Praise the Lord. See, I they go to church every day. I they pay my time. I they do offering. I they do evangelism. I'm not like this other one here. I know him. He doesn't go to church. Da da da. Blah 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 blah. That's okay. You. That one say, Father, I have come as I am. I am nobody. I'm a sinner. I've come to receive your mercy. Have mercy on me. The Bible says that that one was blessed. The one who claimed to be this and that was rejected. There is nothing a man does that can meet the standard of God. Even your thinking alone, while you are doing it, your thinking, God knows where it's coming from. God knows if what you did and something goes on, how you will react. There is nothing good that comes that can come from evil. For men are evil-minded. Praise the Lord. So, nothing human 
is acceptable before God. So we can't attain his glory. We can't assess him with our doing. Everyone, the Bible says, everyone has fallen short of the glory. I said they have all gone astray. Praise the Lord. But by his grace, we are saved. Praise the Lord. Notes of works. So don't not begin to validate your salvation based on your work. The work for which you have been created to do as a workmanship is the work of righteousness. Believing in God. Worshipping Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Depending on Him on everything. Praising Him and worshipping Him. Declaring who you are in Him. Because you are His child. You are being you have been adopted as the son or daughter and the word son is 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 is, is unisex so son whether you are a man or a woman so you have been adopted as the son of god you have been co-opted and and uh, sanctified and and uh, perfected as a bona fide member of the family of God and where you can lift up your hands anytime, any day and say, Abba, Father. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm born again. I'm a new creation. All things are passed away. And everything are new. Say, I'm superhuman. God is my father. I'm a bona fide member of God's family. As a child of God, wherever I set my feet on, I possess my environment is my domain. I have the authority in his name. And he has made me the ruler of my environment. I'm prince. I'm a royal priesthood. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So it's a note of work, lest man should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ. We are created in Christ. We are his workmanship. Listen to me. You are not repackaged. I remember my, I was, I remember that my Mercedes Benz in those days, when it was getting horrible, I took it to a mechanic, they worked on it, I don't do the engine and all that, and then they painted it with another paint and looking like, so it's looking new and neat. That was the packaging. You are not repackaged. You are created in Christ. Brand new. Who said care about? Take a check. You are brand new. 
So you, when the person is saying all things have passed away and all things have become new, that is like this. Like, let me give you a medical, uh, maybe a, a, a layman medical example. Now, um, be careful, don't laugh. Praise the Lord. If a man is sick and um, they say maybe he has um, whatever part of the body that needs to be changed and they do surgery, hmm? somebody, okay, they need somebody to, you know, donate that thing, whether his eye or a part of his eye or a kidney or whatever, somebody can donate it and it's donated and they fix it, the man is okay. But the man is like, is repackaged. Praise the Lord. It's what? Repackaged. Because he sees the same man. He will still think the same way. He sees who he is. But when you say you are created in Christ, it's like when a man has what I call spiritual surgery. His own spirit is totally removed. Christ's spirit is put in him. The spirit controls the physical. Man is a spirit. He has body and soul. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, if the spirit of man is changed 100%, that man will not wake up to be his old self. He will now live according to the new spirit in him. So as a born again person, the spirit of God has been surgically imputed and implanted into you. So all things are passed away. And everything now is new in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Touch on the person, are you getting me? Say, are you seeing here? And it's like Jesus knew that some people will be doubting of their uh, heavenly blessings. And he made this statement in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 28. John 10, 28. We read, and I give them eternal life. Jesus said, I give them what? Eternal life. And they shall never perish. They shall never perish. Jesus is talking. This is not a repertorial part of the Bible. This is coming from the lips of Jesus himself. It's not repertorial, it's not prophetical. It's, it's Jesus that is saying it, whether you like it or not. He said, I have given you eternal life. As long as you believe in him, he has given to you eternal life. And that you, you can never, he said, you will never perish. Neither shall anyone 
be able to snatch you out of my hand. Hey! Somebody say, I'm a great in the palm of the Lord. And therefore, I am unshakable. I am irremovable. I'm untouchable. I am indestructible. I am unstoppable. I am in his palm. If Jesus cannot be destroyed, I cannot be destroyed. Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He said, My father, having said that, the following verse 29. He said, My father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one, somebody said, no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. Double security. It says, nobody shall be able to snatch you out of his hand. And it says, nobody shall be able to snatch you out of his father's hand. And say, the family say, I and my father are one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you have what I call double assurance. Double security for your salvation. Somebody scream. Hallelujah. So, salvation, like I said, means eternal life. Salvation is the person of Jesus. Salvation is not a feeling. It's not how you feel. It is the person of Jesus who, by grace, called you and saved you. Salvation means Christ in you, the eternal life of Jesus. So, you have what they call the Zoe life. The Zoe kind of life. The life of God. In Him you live. In Him you have your being. Now, right from John 3.16, I laid the foundation and said two things. That first of all, He said, whoever believes in Him. And the second one tells us why he could go that far. And that is because of his love for us. Praise the Lord. And now, I give you this. Hallelujah. It is because of his love. In um, Galatians 2, verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me, 
and gave himself for me. This is the foundation. So you are encapsulated in Christ. You are shielded in Christ. You are engraved in him. And that's why the Bible says in the book of uh, 1 John uh, uh, 4, 17, it says, as he is, so we are. His love for you can never be reduced. So thinking about losing your salvation is just not is just not in place at all. He loved you when you were seemingly bad. Is it now that you have you have made attempt to be good and he sanctified you to be good that we now reject you because you make mistakes? You can't lose your salvation except you were never born again. Except you were never born again. And to be born again is to believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God and that He came and died for your sin and resurrected. And you confess it with your mouth. Then you have eternal life. Praise the Lord. The moment you do that, Ephesians 1 13. Ephesians 1.13 comes into play. Say in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation in him also. Having believed. Somebody say, having believed. Having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The moment you gave your life to Christ, because God knows that you are going to live in this world, and you are not raptured immediately, and this world is dirty. So the Holy Spirit of God will come now and seal your Holy, your own spirit. Praise the Lord. He comes to you and seal your, your spirit. So that whatever say in your body cannot affect your spirit man. And the fact the Bible says the Holy Spirit of promise that that is done to ensure, to assure you that the promise of salvation is there forever. Praise the Lord. You are seen. It's like a woman, uh, 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 you know, producing can, drink, and being, you know, a seed with uh, uh, something like that. Okay, like Coca-Cola. I use Coca-Cola. This Coca-Cola bottle. Praise the Lord. You know, when they produce it, they seal it. If you throw the, a bottle of Coca-Cola into the gut, the body will be dirty. Praise the Lord. The body will be what? Dead. But the Coca-Cola inside that dirty bottle is pure. 100% pure. Praise the Lord. So when the Holy Spirit came, He came to seal our spirit. 
For adventure we commit. For adventure we have ourselves dirty. We are sure of heaven. Because you believe. Somebody lift up your hands and say, I believe. Say, I know where I'm going. I, where I'm going. I am saved. I am saved. I am ordained to reign on this world. Can you stand to your face? Now he said, it is the love that orchestrated the whole thing. Romans 8 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Not our love for him. Our love for him is not enough. Praise the Lord. That's why the Bible says the, the righteous, the righteous man, the righteous man, whoever is there's any righteous man, he's just like a cheat before God. So who can separate us from his love for us? It is his love for us that made him created, gave us the grace to be saved. And nothing can now, let me use the word, rescue us or severe us from that salvation. Somebody said, My salvation is sure. Say, I'm sure of tomorrow. God loves me. He gave himself for me. I have his nature. I have his understanding. I have his wisdom. I am doing this right. I am getting this right. I am succeeding. His victory is my victory. I am more than conqueror. Somebody shout amen. I told you what it means to be more than conqueror. Bible says that believers are more than conquerors. And in the in, in dictionary, the word conqueror means a, 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 a man, the man that conquers, that conquers, rather. Man that conquers battle, whatever. That wins battles. He does not lose battle. A man that people like David, praise the Lord. David was a conqueror. But the Bible says that we are more than the man that fights and wins battle. Do you get me? He said you are more than the man who fights and wins wars. He does not lose war. And you are saying that you are more than the person. Said, who are you? Praise the Lord. Because you are, you are, you, you are like him. As he is, so you are. Meaning that a man that is more than a conqueror does not fight. He claims victory. So the victory of Jesus is what we are expected to be claiming. Hallelujah. So this victory on the cross belongs to you. The supernatural exchange that took place on the cross belongs to you. In place of sickness, we have divine health. In place of short life, we have longevity. In place of poverty, we have riches. Somebody say, I am blessed. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands.
Lift up your hand, my prayer. Begin to declare that I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the day. I'm blessed in the morning. I'm blessed in the night. Everything is working for my favor. Lines are falling before me. In blessed and blesses. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. No incantation. No divination. No enchantment shall work against me. I am more than conqueror. Things are working for me. What I say must come to pass. Jesus is my God. I am seated with him in high places. Hey, I'm, I'm the head. I am no detail. I will talk. I will never penance. I shall see no evil. Evil cannot come near me. The world is rotating for my sake. Wherever they gather, they scatter for my sake. When the enemy comes like a flaw, the Holy Spirit raises a standard on my behalf. The blood of Jesus is speaking for me. He's speaking favor. He's speaking grace. He's speaking increase. He's speaking prosperity. He's speaking multiplication. He's speaking expansion. He's speaking establishment. Our God is working for me. I am lifted above powers, above principalities, above witches and wizards, above poverty, above failure. I have double honor. I have double honor. Wherever I go, I am celebrated. Jesus. Glory be to you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, we do pray. Let the church say, Amen. Consciousness. Dr. Joy, thank you so much. There's a consciousness. That's the consciousness of the spirit, the life of a child of God. Hallelujah. Talk to somebody and tell that person. It's nice to see you this morning. I'm proud you are mature. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. Sweet Holy Spirit, we reverence you. We acknowledge your presence. Thank you for glorifying Jesus in our midst. Thank you for your word that is coming with power. Thank you for making us an oracle. We speak the Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Our heart and our mind are attuned to your word. And as we hear, we become your world in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Please can somebody open to the book of John chapter 5 verse 24. John chapter 5 verse 24. Another person, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 and 34 to 34. This is going to be fast this morning. Okay, okay.
John chapter 5, verse 24. I read. I'm reading from King James Version. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. First Corinthians chapter 15. If you don't please read for us. Hello. Okay. I read. I'm reading from Homer's translation. Come to your senses and stop sinning. For some people are ignorant about God. I say this to your shame. Now, the sinning is talking about there is not the, it's not what you do. It's not what you do. It's not an act that you you, you, you carry out. It's trying to say something here. In, 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 in King James Version, he said, Awake to righteousness. You know, we've been on this series teaching about righteousness. The kind of prayer we pray this morning is a righteous kind of prayer. You are conscious of who you are. So he's telling us to be conscious of who you are. I was trying to check the definition of um, awake. The awake that um, King James used there, the authors of King James, is translated with that as be sober. Sober. And uh, Peter told us what soberness means. Be vigilant. Just stand on at a lot. Be alert. In other words, he's telling us to be awake to who we are in Christ Jesus. So this, the, the title of my topic this morning is Awake to Righteousness. Awake to Righteousness. Awake to Righteousness. Hallelujah. So, it means to rouse oneself out of sleep. Many believers have been too, sleeping for too long. This kind of prayer, you don't hear it anywhere. The way we pray this morning, that's the prayer with knowledge. You know who you are. You're praying with the right mind, knowing that, yes, I know who I am. I am bold. I'm talking to a father that hears me. You know that he hears you. Hallelujah. So he's telling us to awake to that life, the life that he has called us. Now remember that Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth what I say to him and believe in the things that I say, that person shall not be condemned. But that person has been translated from death unto life. So in other words, I've been passed from death to life. I've been passed from death to life. Tell somebody that I have been passed from death to life. So now I have life. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. He said, whoever hears him, 
Whoever hears the word of Christ and believes in the one that sent him, he believes in the Father. And in, verse, in, in, in uh, John chapter 5, verse 26, Jesus said something. He said, As the Father had life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself. Now we are born again, we are in the Son. So we have life in ourselves. Hallelujah. This is wisdom, school of wisdom. Please follow us. We're on a journey, please. So that you can ask questions and understand certain things. There are some kind of prayers that you shouldn't pray. This, look at the prayer this morning, the victory prayer. That's, you, you, could, you could literally feel yourself lifted within a particular, I don't know of you, but I know I, I, I was really blessed. Now, this life that he's talking about is a life that defies every form of gravity. It defies failure. It defies sickness. It defies poverty. It defies pain. It defies, it does not recognize death. Now, as we, the reason we say this thing, let me go back to 1 Corinthians again. I want us to see something. I think last week, um, last month in the wisdom school, I taught something a little. And um, Daddy also made us understood some things about believing. Believing. How you believe the word of God matters. So today, what, what I want us to understand who we really are. Because if you don't know who you are, this kind of prayer, you will not really understand why we pray like that. While Jesus was on earth, Jesus had a mindset. He was 100% man and 100% God. So his mindset was the mindset of the righteous. He, could, he would always say, I am from above. You are from below. So you can't understand what I say. But now for us to come into that life, is if you pass through the new birth experience, which is to be born again, you get born again to come into Christ. Now we are in Christ. Hallelujah. So let's see. First Corinthians chapter 15. Um, the reason Paul wrote this statement was because a lot of people were arguing about resurrection. If you read the context completely, you'll find out they were, they were confused. And the Apostle Paul was trying to let them understand that if the reason we preach the gospel, Christ did not die for us, what is the gain then? Then we live our life, we enjoy, and then we die and forget about it. But he said, God forbid. Now that's the reason he said to awake. Because that wrong believing, that the, the thing that there's no resurrection is seen. When God tells you that you can do all things and you're telling God that, oh, you are limited, it's sin. Sin is not what you do anymore. Sin is believing wrong in the word of God. That's what he's teaching us. You, you, are, you are not, you don't, you, you, this, this book has an author. The author of this book, the Bible, he has his, his, his program, his mindset, his teachings. Now you need to understand who the author is and follow the mind of the author, who is the Holy Spirit, to understand what he's telling you. He's the one that brings the reality of everything the Bible talks about to life for us. 
Now, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 34, he said something, 33, 34. The argument led him to say that people should wake up to the reality of this resurrection life. It goes beyond the cross. The cross was the beginning for us to enter into that reality. When Jesus was on earth, he was 100% man, 100% God. Now, but he could not reach everywhere at the same time. He couldn't. He was limited because of the body. So what did he do? He had to go to send the one that can reach everywhere at the same time. The Holy Spirit, the real life, the original plan, the original image from the beginning, the original likeness of the beginning. He had to send that one to come so we can function in that one and begin to tell me, you can now know that you are no longer ordinary. So, look at what Corinthians is now telling us. Is somebody in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15? Please, can you please help us from verse 40? I want us to continue. Don't, don't let me be a preacher this morning. I, this is a class. You're all learning something. If you're there, please speak for us. bodies and earthly bodies there are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is different from that of the earthly bodies there is a splendor of the sun another of the moon and sorry. another of the stars uh, sorry for thoughts uh, okay. what translation is that I, I love that translation wow should i continue yes continue okay. When you get to 44, I want us to see something there. Or you can just jump to 44. Okay. Okay, just take it down to 45. 40, 40 to 45. Okay. So we can There is a splendor of the sun, another of the moon, and another of the stars. For star differs from star in splendor. 42. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. Sown in corruption, raised in incorruption. Sown in dishonor, raised in glory. Sown in weakness, raised in power. Sown in natural body, raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Hallelujah. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Of course. You're still coming back home. I want to say something. Um, did you see something? He said, there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. There are two kinds of body there. Now, when Adam sinned, every man that came into this world through Adam, death was recorded on that man. Because that man became natural. The other day I was with mommy and mommy was, um, showed me something in Genesis. We are having a Bible study. When God created Adam, God created Adam in the image and likeness of God. But when Adam sinned, 
Because I'm just generalizing now. Eve, Adam, they all together. They sing. When they measured and had that, they said Adam had his own likeness and his own image. That one was born out in sin. No longer in the image of God. So every man that came into the world was born in sin. So that's the natural body. And the now pronouncement of sin in that garden was death. And then God said, if you do this, you will die. Thou shalt surely die. Now, when the death came, that moment Adam died, that Adam was disconnected from God. That presence was no longer there. The, the, the image and likeness of God was gone from Adam. Now, the second and the last Adam came. The Bible says he is a spiritual body. That's why for you to come into that body, you need to pass through that spiritual experience to be born again. So when you're born again, you see, it's the formula for eternal life. To be born again means you are born into that life. So your human life will be supplanted by the life of God. It's true. The word of God is true. Many of us think that to be born again is I'm born again. It goes beyond. You see, it's true. Do you really believe you are born again? Are you proud to say you are born again? Just like you believe you are born in that family. Your father is um, Buhari. Your father is Atiku. You are proud to say that. Are you proud that God is your father? That's what he's telling you. God is spirit. And we are born into him. We are not spirits. So we have that spiritual body. Every man that is born again has a spiritual body. But every man that was that kept the whole people in the world who are not born again, they are having the natural body. So they have been dead. They can die. When God said Adam will die, it took Adam 930 years before Adam died. But Adam died. When God said this in the garden, 930 years later, Adam died and went back to dust. Because he is, he has violated spiritual law. Now let's go to um, John chapter 6 verse 57 Jesus said as the living father has sent me you see Jesus didn't come in to do, he, he was sent he knew he was sent he said as the living father sent me so it means I am born into a life hallelujah am I communicating am I teaching Okay, please, let's go together now. So, if we have a natural life and we have a spiritual life, it shows that for the Bible to record it, it means the natural life is true, the spiritual life is also true. Now, he said the glory of the two are different. So, the natural life is subject to pain, it's subject to sickness, it's subject to failure. It's subject to defeat. It's subject to shame. It's subject to poverty. It's subject to all forms of declension. But the spiritual life is a victorious life. Remember, he told us. Let's now go to, let's check something in, um, 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 okay. Because of time, let me just quickly read to you. Now, Jesus went, for, um, Paul went further to talk about 
He said, this, those, there is a celestial body and there is also a body terrestrial. Now you know that when Jesus was on earth, something happened. The reason we're saying this is for us to have a consciousness of who we are. To be conscious that we are spiritual. So that we know that the things that are happening in the world cannot happen to us. That's the reason we are teaching this. It's not because we want to, to be braggadocious about it. We want to let you know that you are a super being, a supernatural being. Because the other day, Dr. Joy was asking that what kind of body that was... You see, it took me time to really understand that. But when I got home, I realized that she knew what she was saying. Jesus, when he resurrected, the life, the body he had initially, could not pass through us. You understand? But he was 100% God and 100% man. Now, after he resurrected, that is where we are, where we are now. Jesus, um, Thomas was doubting that Jesus had resurrected from the dead. While he was right there doubting, Jesus appeared in their midst. In other words, no more limitation to that kind of body. Oh, let me, let me cut something. No more limitation to the kind of body that we have. I heard a story about um, a man called A.A. Allen. Said he was sleeping and then demons were in the sitting room playing. And he came out and began to, you know, and as the, the demons, they know him. So when they heard his voice, they took off and he followed them. Much later, he came back knocking to enter the house. He didn't know when he went outside. I don't know if you understand what we're saying here. Now, the, the, the consciousness of this spiritual body gives you victory over everything in life. It gives you victory over failure. So when we come to church and, and mommy is prophesying, daddy is prophesying, you are just looking. It is who you are. All you need to do is to agree with who you are. And say amen. Now, Apostle Paul went further in Romans chapter 8, um, Romans chapter 8, verse 2. In verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to us that in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He said, For the law of the spirit of life hath made us free from the law of sin and death. It's true. I am free from the law of sin and death. Tell somebody, I am free from the law of sin and death. Now, what he means there is he's telling you that there's a law of the spirit of life. That's the law that Jesus brought for us. That law has sit for the spirit. Okay, every man that comes into this world came into the world through the law of sin and death. Adam was the law of sin and death. Jesus was the law of spirits of life. Um, 
that Jesus said when Nicodemus came to him, he said, you must be born again. There's no two way about it. The same way man failed is the same way you get born again. God told Adam in the garden, of every tree in the garden you will eat, but of this tree of knowledge of good or evil, the day you eat of this tree, you will surely die. Words. Adam would have believed in his heart and then acts on the world. He didn't believe, so he died. The law of death is unbelief. Now, we believers, the law of the spirit of life, once you believe, you walk in it. For instance, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that is dead, though if he believes in me, he shall come back to life. And he that lives, he shall never die again. Do you believe in that? It's all about your belief. Hallelujah. I believe. I believe. That's the word of God. Because the law of the Spirit brought life and immortality to us. Now, death was mortality. It was frail, subject to weakness. Immortality is super. No more weakness. Now, yesterday we were in church, we were doing one to the other, and then I saw a brother walking. He was looking heavy. And I said, why are you walking like somebody who has been defeated? Walk like a king. He said, forget that thing. No, 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 forget. Don't go to spiritual thing. I said, what? Much more later, we go home, I told you, I said, Jubi, can you imagine? The guy is not even conscious of who he is. He's tired. That is where he should be more conscious. Jesus was always tired as a human. No wonder he got to the well of, the, of, of Jacob when he was talking to the Samaritan woman. And he said, even though he was tired, but then when he rose from the dead, he was no longer tired. He could be everywhere. You talk about him, he appears. Hallelujah. Now the reason we're teaching this, I am glad I came to White House. I am so glad. If I had known these things, most of my loved ones that passed away wouldn't have gone. Because I, I knew I have the power to hold them until I release them. Hallelujah. Now, there's a consciousness. That's the reason we're teaching this. The consciousness is a mindset. It's a mindset that is delivered to the righteous. We call it the mindset of the job. Jesus came with that man's mindset. And the Bible told us in Corinthians, he said, we have the mind of Christ. Do you think he's talking? To have the mind of somebody means that you no longer have your own mind. So whether you feel the pain, it's not your mind. It's the mind of that one that is victory. You think your, your pocket is looking somehow. Forget it. The Bible says he became poor that you become rich. In the name of the Lord Jesus, pocket are declared that you are full. In the name of Jesus. It's the law of life. Jesus said the words that I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. It is a spirit. It's a spirit. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. They are life. Are you aware that wherever you go, you carry life in you? If one is designed and prepared for failure or death, just an encounter with you, that person is a success for life. That's the consciousness. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Okay, let me be rounding up. So, who are those from heaven? That's the question. Who are those from heaven? Who are those from heaven? Praise the Lord. Who are those from heaven? I'm asking. Because sometimes we are talking now. Sister Sharon, I'm Sharon. Uh, that you permit me, I want to call your son. <laughs> I'm Sharon Ohai. Dr. Joy will say, You are not Sharon Ohai, you are not Dr. Joy Ohai. You are Sharon of the Most High. That's the consciousness. Daddy is a shepherd. His, his duty is to lead us and we follow our sheep. He understands the calling. So if you, it's high time to understand that and begin to benefit of the auction. Because that's the reason many of us miss out. We look at it as it's natural, not my, my dad. We miss out of this auction. But we see spiritual that okay, we get to benefit. If we tell you your place, your place. If we tell you thank you, God increases, you are increased. Because now you are you are breaking in the rain. That's the law of life. It's at work. You don't, you don't, you don't talk anyhow anymore. Your thought system, your belief system, everything has changed. You see like God. You talk like God. Because you are the God man here on earth now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Brethren. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus. Let me try and look out from, um, where's that scripture again? When a man is born again, a man sees his function from this world. He comes from somewhere else. He becomes a citizen of heaven. Hallelujah. The born again Christian is a citizen of heaven. He has a lifestyle. So many people who look at us and think that, um, you don't be proud to be born again. Be proud to tell people about who you are. Because you are the help that they want. And the consciousness, I love it this morning. You know, there's an awareness, Dr. Joy. Thank you so much. I love the way, you know, when you pray and I come in and you say, there's something about the connection. God wants his children to function in the level he has brought them. We have been born into the glory. We are not looking for the glory. Let people pray, let the glory come. No, we were born in the glory. The Bible talks about the suffering of Christ and the glory that we follow. We are the glory that follows. No wonder it keeps telling us to express Christ everywhere we go. A pastor came was telling us about when you open your mouth, heavens fall out. That's the truth. Praise the Lord. My time is um, up there. So if you have any questions, let's share before I hand over the microphone. Praise the Lord. Do we understand this principle? Please. I'm asking, is there any question? Okay, sir. Who brought to me? Okay. Hello. 
want to clarify something. You spoke earlier about um, Adam in the Garden of Eden. That God said when he touches the forbidden um, food, at the forbidden tree, rather, he would die. He meant he would die in the spirit, yeah? That's right. Is that all? Yes, sir. Okay. Then, um, it's not even the thing is, let me correct something. He didn't say when he touched, if you eat of this knowledge of good or evil, he said, Thou will surely die. Is it is it spiritual death that leads to physical death? That's the idea. If you die spiritually, you are dead physically. Everybody in the world who is not born again is dead physically. You can you can you can be you, you see everything you, you can you can live as long as even one thousand years, but when you die, you cannot you you end in eternal condemnation. That's the death. So, but spiritual death leads to physical, physical death, and spiritual life leads to physical life. Praise the Lord. Any other question? Okay. Okay, just to contribute to the uh, answer you gave, the death thing. Uh, the spiritual death is also there. Now that death has a way it manifests. I think God, the scriptures, even God, when he said it, he went further to say, your eyes will be opened. You will now know the difference between good and evil. Now, when, that means in the original state of man, man did not know there is evil. He did not even know that there is two. Now, I discovered, uh, the one that was studying the scripture, the spirit of God, and I started to In the life of humans, God actually reenacts the original, how the journey of man. When you give birth to a child, the child starts from the stage of innocence. Some of these kids, say, sometimes they can do some wrong things, but they don't even know they're wrong. That is the reenactment of the history of man. They start that way. I have some toddlers now. They don't know they are wrong. You know, sometimes when you beat them, sometimes they, the way they look at you, they are like, what is going on? Now, Adam, when they ate that food, that food had a way of separating, making them now know that this is wrong. And that is even the problem of man, knowing what is right and knowing what is wrong. In that original state of innocence, we didn't know any difference. And that is also what Christ came to restore. In that restoration, we return back to a state that we just exist. Praise the Lord. And when the eyes were opened, they now saw that they are naked. Now that opening of eyes now starts creating an awareness in you of your flaws. In the state of innocence, you don't see flaws. You, you just know that you exist. You just know yourself. Praise the Lord. That is actually those things that happen to man. Man, now, when God now started calling, and God knows when he called out Adam, Adam said, he, God said, ah, why are you hiding? Have you taken that food? Because God knows that the moment you do this, you now start acting on impulses that are actually contrary to how you made you originally. That is actually what that text does. Yeah, that's wonderful. Hallelujah. Oh. Any other question? Brother uh, Michael Prince. 
That's a wonderful vision. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. You want that? Okay. So if if we ask you, where are you from? Where are you from? Because sometimes you hear some people say, I'm from Penway State, I'm from... You, don't, you are not a citizen of this world anymore. You are not. You are from a pool. This consciousness Jesus always had. His language was always different. Lazarus was there. He said, he told the disciples, let's go and wake him from sleep. Hallelujah. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. I'm born of the Spirit. Eternal life is at work in me. Eternal life is at work in me. Hallelujah. How many contribute to Eddie? If we don't have any questions, I want to thank you for listening. Hope that we will walk in this consciousness in Jesus' name. Amen.